Welcome to the Success Journey Show. Let's travel together through the lives of individuals on the road to success. What's going on, travelers? What's going on? Marlon and I are back with you for another week of the Success Journey Show. Marlon, what's good, bro? How you doing today? Man, I'm 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 loving it. I'm loving it. I'm loving yeah, it. Yeah, um, yeah, a lot yeah. of a lot's going on. Um, yeah. You know, people know that we're doing our our thing yeah. with the property. So you know, we're yeah. about to. It's making some leeway. We have our first candidate that we're gonna go look at and see yeah, if it's yeah. something that yeah. we wanna put down the the moolah on yeah, yeah, and everything yeah, yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. that that's exciting. And then we can start the journey of just showing people the evolution of where the where the property is and where it's gonna um get to. Yeah, so yeah. um I'm very excited about that and just showing everybody, you know, what teamwork looks like and also just having a dream and just saying, hey, I want it to come to fruition and I want to put it into action versus yeah. talking about it. I want to be about it, you know? Yeah, for sure. Man. How about you? Yo, dude, I mean, even on that on that same point, you know, it's exciting. You know, um, I keep saying it, man. It's, it's me stepping into another whole realm of just understanding what money can do for you and how, yeah. how to use your money. Um, I mean, there's so many different methodologies. We were talking about this today. There's so many different methodologies on um, best ways to, best practices for your finances. Yes. Really, you got you got to find the one that's going to work for you for your long-term plan. And I hope you have a long-term Correct. plan, you know? And, um, you know, for a long time, you know, it's like, you have one thing I advise you to do is find one and stick with it, you know? Um, or find the methods that there are different phases and stick with it, as you say, you know? Um, because if you're all over the place, you, you will never get anywhere because a lot of them don't agree. A lot of them don't walk. And, and honestly, you can't go wrong going any any direction, you know? Yeah. But it's, it's what you choose to do. Stick with it and don't be double-minded in your ways, you know, the Bible scripture. Yeah, 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 a double-minded yeah. man, a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. Yes, you will be unstable, finances will be unstable, everything about life will be unstable. So find a way, find what you want to do, stick with it. Don't look for the big return tomorrow. Don't look for the big return 6 months from now, from a year from now. No. We're doing this for the long haul, for the journey, right? So Correct. Let's 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 get with it, man. I'm excited. We're excited to share with you guys just some things, um, some clips, all that kind of stuff, man. Because I know, like I said, it's the first one for me, and it's, it's different because I've you know my my whole career with, has been in um, building uh, structures uh, for the most for the most part of my yeah, career. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the greater yeah. part of my career is building structures, and um, from all types. And for the first time, be walking in one of mine, you know. Correct. Uh, you know, that I'm going to have, you know, uh, as part of, you know, assets build asset building and things of that nature. So yeah, this is, this is exciting stuff, man. Exciting yeah. stuff. Yeah. So man, why don't yeah, you share, I'll, go ahead, man. You have something else? Yeah. I was going to run down. I was going to share. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or I'm going to say something you said, you can't go wrong. You definitely can't go wrong, but this is what I want to tell you. It's just like working out in the gym. You have to know your body makeup. Mm, so mm. I might, you and I could be doing the exact same workout and see different results because your metabolism is faster than mine. Yeah. So if I'm, if I have a slow metabolism and I weigh 300 pounds, 
it doesn't behoove of me to get in the gym and only lift weights. No, no. I gotta, I, if, I gotta if, hit some cardio. If, if you're trying to lose weight. If I'm trying to lean out and look yeah, like yeah, me, if you like, right? if, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're trying to be like a sumo, then yeah, okay. And then, then I could, I could do that. But if, if you and I are to have the, if we have a picture on the wall and we both want to get to that same goal, mm-hmm. like our trainer in the living room on the wall. And, <laughs> then we know that you have to pick the right program. So it's just with your finance, pick the right program. You can't think you're going to pay off everything if you don't have nothing to pay it off. (laughs) I'm not, I'm not bashing whatever style it is. I'm just saying that you, that it's not going to happen. So you're right. You can't go wrong because, but you you just have to the right way. Applied in the right way. Got exactly. Applied in the right way. Yeah. Thanks right. for clarifying that. Yeah. And everyone, if you're looking for us and you're looking for some of the information, because we do have some finance, the good thing about our show is that we have gurus from every different walk of life or people that have been going on a journey at almost similar to yours. No two, well, no two journeys the same, but similar to yours. You can check us out at the successjourneyshow.com. The successjourneyshow.com is our website where you can find all the information for us, our, our, our merch, everything else. Also, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Success Joe, Success Journey Show. You could also find us on Twitter at success underscore show, YouTube, the success journey show. Our email is the success journey podcast at gmail.com. So you can find us everywhere there. We have merch. We're linking up with other people, with some um, foundations that are actually giving back to people. You can find that on our website and actually donate and help us out. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. We have a phenomenal guest talking about financing, talking about investments, things of that nature. Ooh, man, you guys are in for a treat today uh, because we have a guest that's coming to us today that's going to share her experience, her background, and share some nuggets with you. So. Stay tuned to the next segment here. All right, travelers, we are back. Man, I hope you enjoyed that commercial right there. Um, <laughs> yeah, we, we tell you, we're stepping it up, man. Uh, bringing in the commercials. Hey, we, t- we told you guys we're uh, this year, we're trying to add some new um, elements to this podcast. And uh, just because we're listening to you and we want to provide you with what you guys want to hear. So uh, without further ado, we are jumping into the segment where we, everyone always looks forward to every single week. And that is where we have a special guest come and just share their story. And today we have none other than Cody Sanchez. Cody, thank you so much for joining us today. How are you? Life's great, man. I appreciate you taking some time. Oh, yeah. Thank you, man. It's an honor to have you on the show today. Why don't you start off by just sharing with our travelers, our listeners, um, just a little bit about yourself, your story. Sure. Well, I hear this is the part where I'm supposed to go on for 40 minutes. So yeah, prepare right. for a dialogue. <laughs> uh, no, but um, short and sweet on me is, um, you know, I, like many of us, I think um, at a younger age, I kind of was coming out of college a little unclear about what I wanted to do when I was an adult, what I wanted to do when I grew up. And I came from a family where, you know, my dad didn't have the chance to go to college. He was an immigrant. I'm Latina. And um, 
And so I, you know, I kind of wasn't really sure where to go next in the world. At the time, I wanted to be a journalist, and um, I spent a bunch of time in Mexico writing stories about human trafficking and human smuggling, and um, you know, actually crossed the border a few times with coyotes and sort of saw what you know what happened to people as they as they move through these sort of borders. Oh. And it was fascinating, but really heart wrenching work, especially at the time I was all of like twenty, and mm-hmm. so you know, the world slaps you in the face pretty quick, and you realize, um, you know, I think what is the the true term of privilege, which is to live in any sort of developed country, mm-hmm. as opposed to some of the stuff I saw in Juarez and Agua Prieta and these border towns where there's like, you know, bodies hanging from freeways and, you know, especially for mm-hmm. women, tons of violence against women. And so, um, so I was doing that, but I was getting burned out and I was feeling a little bit like, what is the point of it all? We write these stories, nobody reads them, you know, instead Kim Kardashian divorces from so-and-so and like, that's what everybody wants to pay attention to. Yeah, they could get, yeah, and, yeah. And, you know, whatever. Um, and so, um, so anyway, I had my little quarter life crisis and I realized, you know, what was the difference between me, last name Sanchez and the other people on the other side, many of whom's last name were Sanchez too. And the real difference is, um, socioeconomics, right. Mm -hmm. Is that, you know, a couple things. I grew up lower middle class. Um, and, uh, but in the U S we all have the opportunity for a ton of upward movement. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so I could actually go to college. Like that was a thing that I could do. Even if I take out debt, you know, I could get a job and I could get like pretty good playing jobs compared to what, you know, I saw people doing in the maquiladoras, which are the factories along the U S Mexico border. But I started to realize the real difference between the two of us was I understood kind of money they didn't Mm -hmm. understand and have access to money. And Mm -hmm. so maybe if I could understand this green currency, then I could bring more people along than if I just tell these sad stories about them and make them out to be victims, which I don't think they are. Mm. And and so anyway, so I started climbing through a bunch of financial firms, started out at Vanguard, did the Goldman Sachs deal, um, State Street, Uh, another company called First Trust. And, you know, I I was at Goldman in 2008 and I saw what happened during the financial crisis and there were picket lines outside of our our, our building at the time um, that we had to cross like every single day as there were protesters kind of protesting Wall Street in general. Mm -hmm. And, um, and finally, you know, as I climbed my way through these organizations, I started um, thinking that I wanted to build my own. And so I built up a company, a a division of a company headed Latin America asset management for a company called First Trust and took us from zero dollars under management to billions. And in that time period, I ended up hiring basically only Latinos and and women because it was all in Latin America, which was cool because like now it's, I think there's some like, I'd be super curious actually to hear your guys' opinion on this, but now I think I talk a little bit less about being a woman and a Latina now because I don't, I don't like to make. I'm not a victim. Like, don't call me a victim. And like, I'm very capable and like, allow me to have opportunities and allow other people to have opportunities and we'll, we'll do good things for you. But like, don't give me a handout. And I, I don't really like that. And so like, so back then I built up this business. It was all my t- minorities and women. Now, like a woman runs it, who's in charge of it when I exited that business. And I kind of thought, where's the next realm where I could do some good while also doing well financially that brought me into cannabis where, you know, I saw this hugely stigmatized arena where like definitely Mm -hmm. both black and brown people have been eviscerated because of this. And, um, and I thought, you know, and and a lot of the stuff I saw in Mexico city, like the, you know, 
massive gang violence was due to not necessarily always marijuana. It's become more like cocaine and heroin, but um, but certainly that was the the entry drug for it. And so I thought, man, I think this is the next emerging market where there'll be an opportunity for early movers. A lot of people don't get it and there's a stigma about it, just like people didn't want to work in Mexico and Latin America because they thought everybody was drug traffickers and they, you know, get murdered going down south first when I started. (laughs) So, um, so then I invested and, and became a partner at Entourage Effect Capital and built up that business with between, you know, there were a couple of funds, a couple hundred million dollars. And, um, and then during that time period, somebody said something to me that I didn't like, which was um, in finance, we get rich quietly. And mm. I get why people say that, right? Because there's a lot of hate for people with money. For, yes. For a, a myriad of reasons. But I thought, how about instead we get rich together and we talk about it and we mm. share the stuff that helps us all get rich because actually if more people are wealthy, it's better for those at the top because then they're stabilized. You know, you don't have an unhappy mass at the bottom. And also there's just more economic growth. There's, there's no need for a non-abundance mindset. So I started contrarian thinking and, uh, and now that's up to a couple, couple hundred thousand subscribers. And I think we've helped about 200 people achieve financial freedom through buying businesses, through starting their own businesses or through investing. And so Mm. that's the newest ticket. Man. All right. (laughs) <laughs> this is a beautiful because we went from activism all the way to so you're on my spectrum a hundred percent from activism all the way to finance. Yes, sir. To to don't give me a handout. Yeah. Let me prove myself. Just give me a chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. yeah. Oh my, we're gonna be Joe. good. I'll let you go first, Rick. Yeah. Oh man. So. <laughs> Cody, so what we like to do here, so we have our our listeners and they're all across the world and, you know, we call them travelers because, you know, we we look at the Success Journey Show as a journey and people that are on a journey, they travel. So we're traveling with them on on their journey. So, you know, as we step back and go over your, dissect your story and thank you so much for the the great, you know, high level view, man, because there's so much to, to, to unpack in that, right? So, Let's go back to your your, your uh, activist uh, days, right? So um, I, I know, and I'm trying to frame this question the best way because a lot of people, you know, I want them to understand this, you know, so you're there, you're seeing the, the state in which people that you are closely related to um, th- that they're going in, their social economic state. Um, and in your head, you're like, there has to be a way for me to help. There has to be a way for me to do more than to write about it, right? So you said, hey, I need to understand this thing called money a little bit more because I know this thing, money can change situations, right? So you majored in journalism and political science, right? How in the world did you switch or did you already have the business acumen or the finance acumen to go now into the financial realm and start learning on that track? Can you talk a little bit about that shift for us? Yeah, it's funny how when you get further away from it, you forget 
how much these worlds have their own languages and they're mm-hmm. very intimidating. Mm-hmm. Um, so what, at the time, I mean, you got, I didn't know what a mutual fund was. I didn't know mm-hmm. what a 401k was. I probably would have spelled stock wrong. I mean, I didn't know anything <laughs> about finance because, yeah. you know, my, my parents still don't, my mom's a special education teacher for 30 years. Like, like I said, my dad, mm-hmm. he is an entrepreneur, but he would never use that word. He'd be like, oh, I had some small businesses, you know, he's it's totally different. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and so, at the time, what I did is I had uh, one of my favorite professors and I went to Arizona State for undergrad, nowhere fancy, you know, me and 200,000 other people all trying to figure it out. And, but I did latch on to some key professors and one of them was uh, a law professor. I was thinking maybe I'll go to law school and I'll, you know, go to the Supreme Court yeah, and I'll yeah, find yeah, it there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and, but, but when I was talking to him, I said, I couldn't figure out what, what was the real way to get around this. And we together came to that idea of money as the source of power. And, you know, if we could understand money, then we could make some change. And so then I said, well, how do I now, you know, get into finance? Like that's a pretty competitive industry and I don't know anything about it. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, write down, what are your unfair advantages? And I immediately started going to all the reasons that I couldn't get in. I was like, well, you know, I'm my father's an immigrant. Like, I don't know anybody there. Like I'm a woman. Like, I don't see anybody else that looks like me in there. Like, I don't know any Latin. And he's like, exactly. Those things are exactly why you're going to get in. And I was like, what are you talking about? I was like, these are all the reasons I'm not going to get in. And he's like, not true. He's like, all those things that make you look different are actually why you are going to stand out. He's like, so here's what we're going to do. Where do you go to get the most concentration of people in finance? And I'm like, I don't know, banks. And he's like, no, no, no. You you could go to a job fair. That's fine. But how about in, job fair is reactive. What would be proactive? Mm-hmm. So I thought about it and I was like, well, I guess I could go to conferences to learn. And he's like, perfect. So why don't you start looking up right now? He's like, ASU is a big school, lots of different conferences going on. See what conferences you could sign up for that are about women in finance, Latinos in finance, that are about finance in general and get to those conferences. And so I started going to a few of them. And I remember vividly, I went to like two, I didn't meet anybody. I was nervous. I didn't know what to talk about. You know, I, was, I was just like basically listening. Walking really around, eating the snacks. Yeah. 100% drinking the coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then the third one I went to, I was pretty dejected. I was like, nobody gave me a job the first two I went to. And, you know, why am I going to go to this other one? I was late because I had a class and I got on the phone with my mom and I'm bitching at her about it in the car. And she's like, Cody, when have you ever been upset that you showed up? And she's like, think about it through your life. Like you didn't want to go into a sorority because you thought it was dumb. And now you have all these lifelong friends. You know, you didn't want to apply to the honors college because you didn't get in. And and then you did. And so like, when have you ever been upset that you tried and showed up? So go show up and see what happens. Mm. And so I do. I sit next to one of these recruiters this time. I just get curious and ask her a bunch of questions. She ends up recruiting for Vanguard and explains what she does. And I'm so naive that I'm like, well, I could probably apply for your accelerated development program where you only take 30 students per year from the top five <laughs> schools like oh sure i get like that's i'll be fine yeah, yeah. and so i sit next to her i just ask her a lot of questions and um and then i end up having to show up on the first day of this it's like i don't know I mean, it's like a competition where they bring mm. 200 students all in together and then over the course of the day 
they get smaller. So it's almost like, mm. like, thanks for coming. See you later. Pretty thanks much for tap coming. you on the yeah. shoulder, say, hey, buddy, you can take the left left door. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like the old school version of yeah. swipe right, swipe yeah. right or left. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, but the part that was cool is that um, prior to that, as a journalist, I only really know how to do one thing, which is ask questions mm-hmm. uh, and have those questions give me answers that I can collect and download a bunch of information on something I don't understand. And so I just mm. prepped like crazy for it. It'd be so much easier now. I was in the library, like in books in the back, oh, you know? But yeah, yeah. Now you could just do it on the internet. So yeah, that's right. the first thing I always tell people to do. If you want to get in a new industry, go where the game's played and just get surrounded by the game because that's how Correct. you eventually get called Correct. in. Mm. Oh, man. Oh, man. I'm it. telling you, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. I, I, for me, I, I know we, we, we started somewhere I'm super interested However, I want to ask you, you said you went with some of the coyotes across the cross. Now, you're Latina. So, you know, they catch you. They say they even though you have papers, sometimes they're like, no, we don't care. That's fake. You could go into they could swirl into a whole different world. How was that experience going across with the Latina um, with the with the uh, uh, coyotes and everything like that? while you were um, just uh, doing your activist portion of uh, of the story. Yeah, I mean, you know, I I think there's actually like a beautiful thing to ignorance and naivete, which is when we're young, (laughs) we do this stuff that when we're old, we'd be like, what you crazy like yeah. no i even think about that skiing now like you watch those little kids like barrel down the hill and then yeah. i'm like the pizza like you know going like this it's ridiculous but um at the time uh i didn't really think it through to be honest and i worked with a, a non-profit group there and there's this one kid neftali fuentes and neftali had crossed the border illegally like i'm gonna get the number wrong but like 130 times and he mm. was 18 years old and like that was how desperate he was to get away uh from some of the home situations that he had in, in mexico and um and so anyway i had gotten to know neftali um from interviewing him and and he was part of a church organization he took me around and introduced me to other people and one day he just told me like tomorrow i'm gonna go cross the border i know the the coyote he's taken other members of the family it's trusted i met the the coyote guy and met his family. Uh, he was, you know, they, they, oftentimes they talk about coyotes and, and there are, most of them are not good people, like categorically not good people mm. related to the drug cartels, very scary stuff. But there are some people that are coyotes that are really just trying to help people. They make money on it too, don't get me wrong, but yeah. like they at least are trying to provide the service, good, bad, mm-hmm. or otherwise. Mm-hmm. And so I, I crossed with this individual and really it was just to document it and um and yeah we crossed outside of um i'm gonna forget the name of the city anyway um we crossed outside of one of the uh, metropolitan areas so there was actually there was a wall but it's like very easy to get over and um and then you kind of blend right in and then another time i went with a group where we we trekked through some more rural areas um, but yeah, I mean, there were certainly scary run-ins like a couple of times. I wasn't so worried about border patrol, honestly. I was much more concerned about um, if you run into any drug cartel issues, if you see anything you're not supposed to see, that's when yep, you yep, usually yep, end up yep, yep, cold yep, in yep. the desert. Wow. That, right, that right there could be a little movie or a little series, docu-series. I love <laughs> yeah. because 
idiotic Americana. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> Love that. Um, but now I want you to, what is something that you thought about money, naivete again, that you thought that you understood about money, but being in the world of finance that you find out it is not true and it's mm -hmm. actually the opposite. Mm -hmm. it's like I could talk about a book, like there's so many things, but one I would start with, um, I thought that you had to make a lot of money to start investing early, mm. you know, and I, and I never realized like, man, we should have been doing it. Like, why didn't our parents teach us when we were kids to put like $2, like just to start with like $2 in a savings account. And as soon as it gets big enough in a savings account to add it into like a, you know, something like Vanguard where you could have diversified investments. Like if we would have started that and for birthdays, they would have taken some percentage of every dollar. Of right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I don't even know what I spent that on. Like, I think I might've spent it on like, this is showing how old I am, but like, remember those big subwoofers? Like, did you guys ever, like, mm -hmm. I had them in the back of my, I had the most ridiculous looking car. It was like this Pathfinder, <laughs> this glittery, I had giant subwoofers yeah, in the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those little tiny and skinny and like yeah, blaring yeah. whatever music it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Terrible. Yeah. And so that I think was the biggest thing is that no matter where you are, it is an excuse in your head for you not to invest something unless mm. you literally cannot feed yourself for want of food. Yeah. Um, you should be investing something. And I yeah. wish that I had done that earlier, especially because today, I mean, you can actually outpace some of the debt costs that you have mm. by investing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, that's one thing, Ricky, listeners should parents instead of buying sometimes at Christmas, think about this. There was a story when that um, GME, when, um, when, when uh, GameStop blew up over the last few uh, weeks, mm -hmm. there was a kid that his mother bought him some stocks in GME. It was low, it was probably like four or five, eight dollar $8 range. And she bought mm -hmm. him a whole bunch because she was into video games. And when it blew up to $400 a share, <laughs> this kid was so just like what you're saying just if you like something if your kid likes something or some you could invest you like sneakers let's get you some stocks in nike let's get you yeah, something yeah. that you're interested in it doesn't have to have to be far off from what you're interested in it's just just get you into the habit of investing and yeah. owning a part of what you do or, yeah. or what you use yeah, lovely yeah. No, I, li I like that man i like that and 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 talk about so you know, people, a lot of people are afraid of money, even though they won't say it. They're, they're afraid because it's an unknown to them. You know, they know their check that they see. They, they, they feel they mastered who's all taking money out of their check. You know, they, they, they mastered even the payday loan or whatever it is, you know, and all those things to quote unquote, you know, get by. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and when you're starting to talk about investing, it's so foreign to them. Like you said, oh man, I need it. I don't have money to invest. I don't have money to it. So, you know, when you're looking at these people that have, now they have to kind of restructure the way they look at money. And I'm talking about people that, you know, maybe they're out of college, maybe they're early career individuals, maybe they're young, young adults just starting their families. You know, what are some, what, what would you advise them to do as their first step? Because, you know, now it's, it's bigger than just a birthday you know, uh, money, it's now they're looking at their budget, you know, 
what should they be kind of looking at first if they're really serious about their future? Yeah, it's such a good point. You know, we were just writing up with my team for contrarian thinking, um, sort of what would be our playbook if you're just starting to invest, because there's so much different, um, you know, there's so many different ideas out yeah, there. Yeah. yeah. And it, and it gets a little overwhelming, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think the first thing that I would start with, I like to talk about it as learn, earn, invest. Those are the three parameters. So I think the very first thing that you should do, because you don't have to have a cent to do it, is every day allocate 20 minutes to learning something about money and investing. Mm -hmm. And I think some of the best sites to do that, I mean, contrarian thinking is great. We try to yes. simplify it and make it kind of funny and fun, hopefully. Um, there's another newsletter that does a great job uh, on stocks in particular. It's called Grit Capital, run by one of my friends, Genevieve. Um, it's all about stock investing. Um, I would read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, or listen to it if you're yes. you know, an audio person. Yes. I would listen to or read Wealth Can't Wait. Mm -hmm. uh, and I would probably listen to or read uh, Your Money or Your Life, more about budgeting. That's like the fire mm -hmm. system. And I, and I would start there. So, you know, 20 minutes a day or until you get through all of those, I would try to do it over like a 30, 60, 90 day period, something like that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then I would start thinking about how to earn. And when it comes to earning, I think the best way to do it is like we talked about small chunks at a time, which is called dollar cost averaging. And essentially I would go into platforms that are diversified. So I would start with like Fundrise where you can buy stock essentially in real estate or hard assets. You don't have to go buy a whole thing. You can just buy some stock and you can start with like 50 bucks or hundred bucks. And then I would add funds to Wealthfront and Betterment either or are like uh, aggregation platforms. And I would start with those sort of three things just so you're starting to get a little bit of investing under your belt. And then the next thing I think you should try to do is try to make, I call it lifestyle arbitrage, mm. but try to make your uh, liabilities become assets. And this is something mm -hmm. that I think almost anybody could do. Some of the richest people I know started out by house hacking, you know, either rent a place, you don't even have to buy your own place, rent a place out that has more rooms in it than you would typically have that you can't afford the place and sublet let those rooms out to other people mm -hmm, so that your right. rent's free. Mm -hmm. And right, then right. once you get past that, buy the place and rent the stuff out. And then when you get past that, do a multifamily, live in one place and have the other people live in the other ones because that's your biggest expense. And then second, do it with your car. Use like Turo, T-O-U-T-U-R-O, oh, yep. which is like Airbnb for your car. And that's, I would start with those three things yeah. and, and maybe one other thing, which is the difference between somebody who does and doesn't negotiate an exact same stat salary of $75,000 a year over the course of a career, the difference in, uh, in what they've saved and what they earn by the end of their career is $2 million. Mm. So if you are not negotiating your salary every mm. single year and maybe twice a year, if you can, you're missing yeah. out on a ton of cash. And I hate mm. to work for less than I should. Oh, oh man, man, yes. man, man. Yes. Um, go, Rick. Go, because you're you're the same vein. I was gonna. I was. I was actually gonna shift it just a tad bit. Go ahead. Go first. Go. 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 No, go. I was gonna say. You know. Um, you you said you worked. Um, and you also grew a company. Built, um, okay, we're on the same page. Yeah. Dollars, right. Dealing with dealing with rich rich people or wealthy people. Let's go in there because rich could be very misleading. Mm -hmm. Um, wealthy people. What. What did you see some of the habits that these people are always doing that will always have them having that money 
within their family or even within their, how did they grow their money? Yeah. Let's talk about that. I think the two biggest things that surprised me is one, they're super cheap. These mm. people do not care about showing off their money. Rich people do, to your point, like flashy yeah. rich people do. Yeah, yeah, Wealthy yeah. people, they try to hide that. Like they're like, like I have a friend, I want him to come speak. We're going to do a conference called uh, Contrarian Con and he runs a multi-billion dollar hedge fund. I sit on the board. He's brilliant. And I was like, he never speaks publicly. You can't find his name online. And <laughs> I was like, man, um, will you come speak to some of the crew just about your, your frameworks? He has really good mental frameworks on how to invest and how to save and how to live life. And I'm like, I know you don't like to do this in front of a lot of people. Like we can do it in front of a small group or whatever. And he's like, you know, that's fine. But keep my name and image off, off the website. No publishing of anything. Mm. And that's how, you know, people have real wealth because they're not, they're not trying to show it off. Um, mm. And then I think that the other point is they're cheap. I mean, I was with another friend and I, and I kind of mean that in a good way. Like, yeah, I understand so, what you mean. Yeah. They're like so money conscious. Like another friend of mine has a beautiful place in park city and he's very, very wealthy and um, came from nothing. His father immigrated from Cuba um, to get away from Castro. And he rents out his, his place. This man does not need to be Airbnb at all. I mean, Airbnb is <laughs> all of his houses. Like, mm. that's crazy. Like, you're worth hundreds of millions of dollars and you let yes. strangers live in your house. Like, I was like, Wow. And, um, and so that's one thing that surprised me. And then the other thing that surprised me is despite the narrative, they're by and large, the ones I've met who are really wealthy are incredibly charitable, like give mm. 10, 15, 20% of their earnings from almost like the beginning to charity. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if there's a correlation between being giving and being wealthy, but I think there might be. Yeah. Um, yes, absolutely. And I, I think yeah. And, and I think the other thing is when people talk hate about the, you know, rich or whatever, um, I always like to go and see how much those people have donated, because mm-hmm. what you'll find that's funny, they love to do this, but the Correct. second that they have to reach in and, and Ooh, no, uh-uh, no, I'm nope. on your side, but I'm not going to give you any money. You're like, wait a Correct. second. Where I thought you so were, yeah. Yeah. those two things, and now don't get me wrong. There's plenty of jerks who have money and that's, for sure. And there's lots of fraudsters too. They get it the short way, but those people usually end up getting it back to them and karma. And what I've been really most surprised by is like, at some point when you make a ton of money and you're like, wait a second, I'm going to start giving this back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So those are the two things that surprised me. So, so um, going back to your journey, right. In the sense of, I want to just not capture the years and your transition so now you're in finance, right? And now you're starting to educate yourself. You're learning, you're at Vanguard, you spent some time at Goldman Sachs. When you started saying, hey, you know, my mind is changing, my bank account is changing, you know, you know, how did it feel when you started going through that transition personally? And was there a point where you were like, wow, I, I, I'm onto something, I'm actually getting this? You know, I don't know if it ever goes away. I kind of think Mm -hmm. like when you come from like meager beginnings, um, that always just stays with you. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't think I'll ever feel financially secure. I don't Mm -hmm. know. Like no matter how much I have, just because I'm always like, "Ah, I could lose it doing this and this, you know? And so I have to like, kind of 
be giving and be gracious and live in abundance regardless. Mm. But most of the people that I've talked to who are even incredibly wealthy or even don't work anymore, they still have that in the back of their mind, the thing that made them wealthy. Now, second generation and third generation might be different. Yeah, it's different. But, yeah. yeah, but us first earners, it's like, I don't know that it goes away. Um, yeah. And I have like a number, like I want like this number and then it's going to be like freedom. And then I think about like, <laughs> how would my life be different? And it probably wouldn't be that different. Um, yeah. So I don't know that it ever goes away. I think that's okay. The only thing that does get better is at some point, I don't really remember exactly when this was, I realized like, Hey, I could lose all my money in any day. That is reasonable. Like something crazy could happen. And that does scare me. But, um, but I realized I'm like, my skills, I'm so op- over-optimized on my skill set in multiple yes. venues that like, I don't ever really worry about not being able to feed myself mm. or being homeless because mm. somebody's going to want my skills. Uh, and that, yeah. that was a change. That probably took like, you know, six years or something out of college before yeah. I was like, I could probably always get a job if I want yes. one. Yeah. You know? I love it. Love I'm, it. I'm, I'm, yeah, some... Yeah. You know, it's funny. Somebody said to me, once you make your first million, you figure out how to make the rest. You know, you'll keep it going because you figured out a formula. If, like you said, if you didn't, there's some people that get it a quick way, whatever. But if you work and you got that thing, you know, A. Now, before Ricky asked you, because I know you have stuff to do. You're a very busy person, I, I, I could tell. And, you know, we don't want to just intrude on your time. There's one thing I want to, have you ever seen a risk that somebody took that you're like, that's crazy. In, in terms of a, a wealthy person taking a risk that you're like, man, that's crazy. They're going to lose this money. And then when it came to fruition, it kind of gave you the, like, you know what? I need to take more risk. Have you ever seen anything like that? <laughs> oh, God, again and again. I mean, I think um, one of the things that I've realized is, um, you know, uh, small bets, small wins. Mm. Um, and so you know, sometimes, especially when you're going to bet on yourself, I'm yeah. always mad when I think small and it, and it happens yes. to me often. I have to get out of that mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, so I try to surround myself with people who have been more successful than I am, not to be a jerk or like, you know, not pull up the people behind me, but because if I have other people that are thinking small around me, I, I'll think that way too. I'll be like, Oh, that is crazy. And, but if I have somebody that's, you know, a perfect example is this contrary thinking business of mine. I used to call it like a blog or a newsletter. And now I say it's a media company. Mm -hmm, And, mm -hmm. and even just that little tweak is a big difference. Um, But I recall like multiple instances, one, you know, obviously all the craziness and speculation around Bitcoin. There are a lot of people that I knew that were really intelligent and successful putting money in. And I put like a few thousand dollars, you know? And then I was like, Oh, (laughs) this is crazy. It has gone up a lot, but it wasn't (laughs) enough to change my life. Yeah. Um, and then I did another deal where one of my other friends put in a ton of money into a couple commodities and energy trades. Um, and I thought, oh gosh, like, I don't know if I can, but the thing is, I really liked the thesis. I believed yeah. in the thesis yeah. Yeah. and then I played small. So I guess the lesson for me would be, you know, when you've actually done your homework and you have a process and you have a framework and you've thought through it, bet on yourself big and, mm-hmm. you know, don't do a ton of tiny little bets that aren't going to make too much of a difference. Yeah. You know, try to take a few centralized, concentrated bets because that's the only way you'll really get generational wealth. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to take those kind of risks to get there. 
Yeah. Love the answer. Love the answer. Man, this has been this has been phenomenal. And I we can talk about nonstop. Um Cody has a, a social media uh, page outlet. She has a media company, as she just mentioned. I want her to talk a little bit about that as well uh, before we wrap up. But um, go find her. Um, she's always giving free nuggets. I mean, even about the whole um, arbitrage. You know, she talked about that on Instagram today. You know, so she's giving this, this free content out, and she has so much more to give. Uh, become subscribe and become a member of her organ her organization. I'll let her talk a little bit more about it, but. I don't know if you guys caught this one thing. The last thing I want to bring out. I don't I don't know if you guys caught this. She says she's from a a lower uh, middle class uh, upbringing. Uh, She was in the journalism community, right? Um, Once you graduating and studying, whatever, what may it be the the, her her professor that she connected with kind of gave her some direction to go as she wanted to go into finance and she went to finance. Now, as she talks and she starts naming people, notice the type of people that she she is naming, the people that she is calling <laughs> friends, the people yes. that she called associate, right? Associate. That, that, that doesn't happen by just happenstance. That doesn't happen by, oh, I just was filling up my gas tank and I saw someone <laughs> next to me saying, hey, how are you doing today? No, it's being intentional about surrounding yourself with people that are of like mind one taking the time to educate yourself as the direction you want to go in and then surrounding yourself in that environment and then now look at the the, the company that she keeps that's always going to continue to challenge her to, to get closer to her goals so cody share with us a little bit more about your your program the organization media company everything that you have right now so our travelers that may want to connect with you they can find you and just follow follow along and learn love it Yeah, I think the best place to go is contrarianthinking.co, which is our newsletter that comes out once a week. And uh, what I like about that is each week there's usually I try to have our our tagline is think critically and cash flow unconventionally. And so the idea is that we give you ideas that, you know, we all should have probably been taught in school, but weren't. And we push your brain and I'm not trying to make you comfortable and I'm not trying to make you safe. And I'm not trying to say things that are politically correct. I'm actually trying Mm. to get you to disagree with me and to come up with your own frame of mind and your own ideas. Cause Mm. I don't have all the answers. I don't want to be right. I just want to make you think. Mm. And then the second part of each newsletter is a way to cash flow. So how can we take ideas that all of us normal people can do and actually make money off of them? I'm not trying to find the next Uber or YouTube, I'm not smart enough to create those things. So I want to try to build things that people or talk about things that any of us can do to grow. Because to be frank, I think if you have one revenue stream right now, if you are just salaried and that is it, there is no more precarious position to be in in today's world than that. Mm. So I have a mission. It's right. I mean, it's, it's, you know, we've seen businesses close left and right during COVID. And, and, you know, I have a very strong a political belief that the government will not help you and that nobody will come and save you. You have to save yourself. And well, they gave out the stimulus checks. Come on. Yes. No, 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 no. Oh we're, not we're, not we're not going there. We're not going there. We're not going there. We're not going there. I'm sorry. Go. Go. Yeah, they cost me $26,000 and then you get, you know, yeah, $1,600. Yeah, yeah. That makes a lot. Of, it's called government, man. Um, but, uh, you know, I I think they think we're dumb sometimes. And that's what I want to open up people's mind to like, forget that I'm a woman 
you're a man, you know, forget this like divisiveness between us. How can we actually take action to make each of our lives better, to make our communities better and to move ourselves forward individually? And I think mm. the contrary and thinking that's the goal. And, um, you know, and then I like when people share with me that something's worked for them. Um, and I like even more that we have a Facebook group community where people go in there and they talk about what are they struggling with? How are, you know, deals working for them? Um, and, and that's, that's really the plan. I'm also Cody Sanchez on Instagram and Twitter and pretty, you know, Instagram's funny. Instagram tends to be pretty entry-level content. So it's like just starting out. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to keep it a little entertaining oriented. I don't dance on Instagram as my only cat. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not like, you know, but um, may- maybe who knows? Um, then, but then Twitter tends to be a little bit more business oriented. It's a little bit, uh, you can have a little bit more sophisticated yeah. content on there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then LinkedIn's uh, mostly um, stuff about the newsletter. So those are kind of the three sites, depending on what you, what you want. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love travelers, it, love travelers. Um, we told you, you know, man, it, it's funny. We're going to need a tar- part two. I always say that, but yeah. Cody, we're going to need a part two because we didn't touch. And I know you said you didn't want to talk about uh, you, you don't want people to just look at you as a Latina woman, but we're going to have to touch on that. We want to bring you. We have to bring you back. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Happy yeah. to. You guys or, just or, meet, or meet up with you where, where you are and uh, yeah. do something live. We're, we're live. really yeah. can't wait till this whole COVID thing starts dying down a little bit more. I feel so, yeah. yeah. Where are you guys based? Uh, Maryland DMV area. Ah, I lived in D.C. for a couple of years. Twice. Okay. 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 Twice. And came back. Okay. It was that good. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, you guys, DC and Maryland, like, yeah. ah, I've never that Maryland actually. Well, my my uh, husband, he went to the Naval Academy. Oh, okay. Uh, so yeah, he yeah, spent yeah. a lot of time in Maryland. We have a lot of friends there. But like, right. I mean, that's that's like a perfect example of communities that I feel like, I mean, tons of of government focus on it. Yes. But yeah. it's a mess. Is a yes. total mess in both yeah. places. Yeah. And, you know, where I lived was actually super Latino heavy. I lived in, um, oh my gosh, I always forget this. Um, so you had U Street and then you had Columbia Heights and then you had one thing on top, which is where we lived. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, no, oh, I heard that his back. Uh, oh my yeah. goodness. Oh, yeah. I'm in the military. I so all are. my, all my Hispanic friends. <laughs> hey, oh, they go do. to the. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's very Latino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and also the, the Mexican, this is a Mexicanism. If you ever see them do this, which means yeah. Yeah, it's like agreement. It makes sense. But you know, it's that. Um, but yeah. And so I think it's so cool that you guys are doing this and like spreading it in the community locally there too, because I just, I honestly got overwhelmed at a point where I'm like, how do we actually make a difference and impact for people yeah, that at yeah. least in my area looked like me. And, uh, and, and I think it's really hard. Um, yeah, I don't have all the solutions, but I hope people listen to more stuff like this. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we appreciate you and travelers. We appreciate you listening, tuning in and listening again today. Uh, share the episode. You know how we do. Um, go to our website, The Success Journey Show. Um, and guys, we have even more, more coming to you in the next coming week. So please stay tuned. Uh, we really appreciate all the support, all the reviews. Uh, if you haven't had a chance to leave a re- review yet, 
it's not too late. Go over to any podcast platform, leave a review. Uh, if you have a question or comment, go to our website. You can leave a comment or question there. If you want to get in contact with our guests, go to the show notes and you'll see all the information there in terms of their platforms in which you can reach out to them on uh, and connect with them on. So guys, again, we thank you for being with us and we will see you next time at the same place uh, on the Success Journey Show. All right, everyone, have a good one. Peace. You've been listening to the Success Journey Show, where your dreams, drive, determination, and diligence are the foundation to success. For more information, check out thesuccessjourneyshow.com. The Journey Squad is here helping you to your destination.